0: happy new year it's 2024 and we did it big we went out to corona california that's past chino hills chino thrills you know what i'm saying the land of many targets we went down the 101 to the 10 to the 91 to the 71 and we wound up in corona which is about an hour away in good traffic and we had great traffic from Uh, Hot Tongue, which is in Silver Lake. So about an hour away of LA. Last time I was out there was nine years ago. I went and got a purebred illegal Craigslist dog named Kevin, the joy and pain in my ass dog. He's a purebred Pekingese. Holy moly, don't get mad. We basically saved this dog. That's where I picked up my dog, Kevin. We went out to corona to fat lip pizza and talked to chris chris during the pandemic searching for a great school district for his daughter moved from the san francisco area down to temecula which is even farther away from los angeles maybe an hour and a half if you're out there probably for a wedding or drinking some wine maybe you're doing some boot scoot boogie who knows chris found a retired mail truck out in palmdale and transformed it into a mobile pizza operation, which he used to pop up at these wineries and breweries. And not too long after that, started searching for a brick and mortar and kind of landed on the unicorn. He talks more about that, but his space was incredible. We talked about his branding and the journey he went through to uh, land on the branding that he has, which is exceptional. We talk about the incredible space, how he got it and how he has used influencers and the community in his first year and a half of business to grow his audience on Instagram and grow customers in and around Corona. We also talk about keeping it simple, something that I've struggled with since uh, probably birth. I got to mention, please, if you're watching this, like subscribe to the YouTubes. If you're listening on Apple, give us a five star rating drop us a line, give us a little comment, get creative, say something wild, say something weird, say something normal, just say something. And of course, give us a five star on Spotify if that's where you listen. We really appreciate it. These things help the pod. I think you're really gonna enjoy this episode. At the end, Chris might even send you a business plan. So look out for that. It was a great episode to start the year off. We got to eat some of Chris's pizza. He was so nice to cook us some pizza we tasted his hot honey that he makes in house and his ranch is phenomenal. He has even he has something I've never even heard of. He has hot ranch, which is which might be the next shit. Chris, you're crazy for that one. If you're going to remember one thing through this podcast, remember this. The Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Chris, thanks for your time. Killer Bees forever. Fat Lip pizza. Corona. We out.
1: I've been cooking since I was 15.
0: Um it's been
1: like literally my only job. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be a Michelin chef, you know, like, or at least high-end fine dining. And I did that for a long time, but I got disillusioned with it because this was kind of around the time of, um, like a lot of the molecular gastronomy stuff. And it became, for the sake of that, not for the sake of the food. It was like the show, it was this foam or this gel or this, you know, this technique. And I just go, you know what, it's just, it's all bullshit. It it became less food. I gave it a, a well, I gave it a crack. Um, and I kind of realized that once I got to the, you know, kind of the top of that, that if I was gonna do it, like it would have happened. So I th- I think I kind of lacked the talent for like that really, really high end, like, narcissistic like ego driven stuff and so I kind of stepped back I um I took a job in San Francisco at Hog Island Oyster Company uh, in the ferry building and that was like um refreshing because it was like oysters and stews and po boys and you know food and um and I loved that job it was a great job um but I eventually got uh involved with a small restaurant group in San Francisco. Um, they had seven restaurants and five of them were pizza. And so I was kind of like, you know, the culinary director, I was watching over all the kitchens and putting out fires and, you know, ordering equipment or having things serviced and this and that. And, you know, we always had meetings on the numbers. And what I saw was, you know, the better burger concept did okay. The Mexican restaurant did okay, but the pizza restaurants were killing it and making money. Like, like real money. Um, and so I thought about that for a long time. And, and, you know, just the way the food costs works, you know, like for instance, if you're just going to say, you want to open a a deli, well, 40% of a sandwich is meat, you know? And, and yeah, I love sandwiches as much as anybody else, but you know, to get your numbers to work you're you're 15, $16 for a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone's price sensitive. Um, and I'm not saying we do cheap pizza cause our pizza, you know, in the grand scheme of things is expensive, Yeah. but I'm able to control the costs. Um, and that's, you know, I think that you're, if you go into business already kind of behind that eight ball with like all those costs there, then to make any money at it, you're just, you're doing yourself a disservice. I saw the pizza model as
0: something that was actually viable. And so you're in San Francisco, you are dissecting the numbers. Yeah. You're understanding that, hey, this pizza thing was a good racket. It actually kind of works. Yeah, but but what made you like fully jump into into this industry? I think a couple of trips that we took over the years um,
1: like really made me fall in love with pizza. Um, We happened to be staying at an Airbnb in Rome like near Vatican City. And it was raining. We were soaked to the bone, me and my wife. Um, and we ended up, uh, we, we got there. We're like, what's close by? We asked the host, what's close by that we can eat? And they're like, oh, there's a pizza shop down around the corner. Well, it turned out that that pizza shop was Banchi. And I was like, we went to Banchi. You know, and I was like, it was so different and so wonderful and so over the top. And, you know, his personality, he was there. He's so over the top. Um, And and that was one of the probably like the first times that I was like, man, pizza doesn't have to be crap. You know, it can be really good. Um, We had one that had like scrambled eggs on it and we still talk about it. This is like six, seven years ago. Um, And then I think a second time was uh, my wife surprised me with a trip to New York for my 40th. Um, And I just knew as soon as we got there that it was, we're just gonna pizza trek. Um, and we did, we ate a ton of pizza and, and took away what we could and, um, you know, just really connected with it as, you know, kind of an American thing that it is now, you mm-hmm. know,
0: it seems because we talked, we've been talking, we, we ate some pizza before this. It was wonderful. Thank you. Um, we were talking though in the kitchen about uh, it, 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 your your hand was kind of forced, right? Into into the pizza. Sure. Game. Sure. You know, you were living in the bay. You found yourself
1: in Temecula, right? Right. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty common story for everybody in the industry is that, you know, when COVID hit, lots of people lost their jobs and me and my wife are no different. Um, we had been thinking about doing this for a little bit anyways, but COVID was the catalyst. Uh, we had, um, Like everybody, I think we thought that, you know, two or three weeks to tame the curve or whatever it was, and we're just going to ride it out. And then it wasn't that. And um, then we had more serious conversations of like, okay, so now that there's no jobs, you know, we obviously had a little cushion, but, you know, there's a house payment and there's, you know, all these things. And so what are we going to do? And at the time, I really thought that the uh, housing market was going to crash and I knew that our house was worth a little bit more than what we had paid for it. So I was like, you know what, maybe we should get out of this mm-hmm. and do something different, yeah. you know? And so I was looking in California cause we love California. Um, you know, like where are good school districts and where are affordable houses and you know, Temecula like tick the boxes. Uh, and it reminds me of the town I grew up in. I, you know, I, I grew up in Colorado in Fort Collins, which is, it's a, kind of an agricultural town. It's like the biggest vet school, um, and animal husbandry and all that stuff. So, you know, kind of moving into a honky tonk, you know, podunk town was like not foreign to me. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me of, you know, like how I was raised, you know, like good schools, good teachers, safe spaces, parks, um, good neighbors, you know, like, uh, so we did that. We moved to Temecula, the, um, The idea for the food truck was already there. Uh, Temecula was even a better spot because of the wineries. And the rule during COVID was that if you wanted to be open, you had to serve food and you couldn't just like sell bags of chips. So all the wineries out there and all the breweries were looking for food trucks. Um, And I thought, this is perfect. This is how we'll get our start. Uh, It won't be hard to break in. So we found a truck in Palmdale. It was a retired, postal truck, like a, it was like a mobile post office. I, and the guy said that like, you know, when there's forest fires or hurricanes or whatever, they keep the mail going and they just pull this truck up. So it already had a, a window and a lid on the door and empty box. And I was like, this is perfect. We'll just build the truck. And it took us about, let's say like four months, built the truck in the driveway, you know, got the plans all through uh, permitting and fire and uh, health code and all that stuff. Um, and then we were just there in wine country selling pizza, um, and figuring it out as we went.
0: The, <laughs> the, what, what, kind of oven did you put in your mail truck? So it's a
1: peerless, okay. um, it's out of Sandusky, Ohio, Um, it's got four decks. Uh, it's, I know that oven there's like the small, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a tabletop. Width, yeah. So what I was able to do was I would pull up usually an hour before we had to be open and I would start cooking off pies and just racking them. And those would be for slices. And then um, we built everything on the truck. There was no like, well, we had a commissary for prep, but there was no pizza oven in the commissary. So the only pizza oven we had was on the truck. So we built and stretched everything on the truck. Um, But then, you know, people could come and order custom pizzas. So I could have like two pizzas going and like slices for, you know, 10, 12 people going, you know, and just rotating through. And that's what we did. And were you doing, was this like the sole income that you had coming in? Yeah. Besides um, like the pandemic checks and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's all we had. Uh, Cause my, my was, wife. Was your wife working with you at that point? <sighs> she would help me do prep and stuff like that. She, the truck is pretty small. Where is the truck? Uh, it's, it's not far. It's a couple of blocks from here okay, in, in like a
0: self storage. Do, st-
1: do you still use the truck? Yeah. About once a month for, maybe. For catering? uh yeah it's it's buyouts we don't pop up uh, or post up yeah um like there's a, a dispensary a few blocks from here they have us out about once a month they they just say hey just come give out free slices to our customers and that's what we do and they just give you the upfront fee and <laughs> then you go yeah we've, we've got a deal and and they just like we're there tomorrow morning i think from 11 to 3 or something like that
0: yeah sounds like a great dispensary it is <laughs> it's you want to give cool. those guys a shout out
1: <laughs> yeah flower co <laughs> the flower Co. Good. flower co the first Licensed dispensary in Corona. Oh,
0: go pick up your buds there. Uh, well, we were also talking, you got, a, you got a pizzeria across the street from you. Yes. Actually, well, we can get back to that. Okay. First of all, because we're on this journey. Uh, how long were you slanging and banging pies out of this truck mm-hmm. until uh, you found this spot? Not a long time. I would say just a little over a year. And were you, did you do all, were you already developing recipes like by the time that you got into your truck or like how did that work out and how much has it changed from then to now? We were doing pizzas um, like before the truck was even
1: built, like in a backyard. Um, It's like one of those like, kind of like little dome Coleman type things, you know, you stick it out over the burner. Um, And yes, we were doing pizzas in the backyard, really working on the recipe on the dough. it's been through, I would say, um, a million versions, um, and it's just like little tweaks here and there. Um, but it's it's from that point, it's changed a lot. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, you almost have to adapt doughs for the oven. So, for the Peerless, it was this when we moved here, uh, and these were different ovens. It, it changed the dough slightly. Um, and I think, you know, like where we have it now with you know, kind of the multiple steps and the pre-ferment and um, all that stuff. I'm really happy with where it's at for, you know, kind of a commercial, I wouldn't say it's an artisanal crust, um, but you know, it's for like kind of off the shelf brand name, like all, all trumps and, you know, commercial yeast and stuff like that.
0: Pretty happy with where the dough is. And then the, how you got in here is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I usually, kind of insane. You, I like to ask the question, like, what, what is your estimate for like getting into the situation that you're, you're in? Um, I think that you have, you got a bit of a unicorn here. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to share that information because when you shared it with me, I wanted to bang my head on the table,
1: (laughs) but yeah. Well, this is, this is actually (laughs) the third restaurant I've owned. Um, so, and I've, and through that group, uh, that I was a part of, well, and, and multiple jobs, I'd say overall, I've probably opened about 15 restaurants over my career, you know, from buying equipment, doing plans, working with, you know, uh, builders and, you know, all that stuff to this one, which was a pizza restaurant before the pandemic or during the pandemic. Um, had they opened up prior to the pandemic? I think they were open about a year. Okay. Um, and I think that, uh, they gave it a good shot. Um, I think that they at one point stopped caring and then just shut it down. And so I had gotten an email because um, I was like uh restaurantrealty, I think, .com, um, just post like what's coming up and available. And I saw this, and it just said pizza restaurant Corona. And I'm like, well, Corona's not that far from Temecula. So I clicked on it and you know, filled out the information that they needed. Um and then I wasn't the only person that wanted this spot, um, uh, but we had a business plan. Um that I think was sharp enough to grab these guys attention. And, uh, they actually ended up coming to one of the wineries where I was posted up, tried the pizza. Um, and they're like, yeah, we'll have you, you know, we we need to work out the details. Um, but the spot's yours. There's no key money. Um, really it's, we want the place open. We want it, the rent paid. We want the lights on, you know, it's a, it's a, a sore thumb right now. Yeah. Um, so, so it took us about three months. Uh, the longest thing was the, the liquor license transfer. Um, we basically redecorated, changed some of the equipment, um, moved some stuff around a little bit, um, but nothing that required permits or uh, like building permits or anything like that. Um, and we're open pretty quick. So yeah, we were handed um, about a half a million dollar build out.
0: That's um, so I was gonna guess. Yeah. About a half a million dollar build out and said, Here you go. Yeah, And then they they said, you can keep the equipment. If we last three years, we get to keep the equipment. (laughs) All the TVs were included? TVs were here. Uh, What is this like 3000 square feet? uh, It's
1: uh, just over two. So we're like at uh, like 2068 or something like that. Um, Yeah. I mean, the biggest gift, which I was not sold on immediately was the beer wall.
0: I was going to ask you about this because I didn't know that this was like a second gen spot, but I was like, was obviously knowing that it wasn't now, like you didn't envision this wall. I've also also never seen anything like this. For anyone who's just listening, how many beers on tap here? There's 20. There's 20 beers on tap. Each tap has a screen and you just get like a wristband. Yeah. So the wristband activates the
1: tap and it keeps track of what you pour. So it's self-serve beer wall. Um, I've always been, you know, the kind of guy that, likes a bartender and likes, you know, kind of the the, the banter, you know? Um, But everybody really, really likes the system. Um, I think the main thing that is like nice about it is that you don't have to commit to a whole beer. You can have two ounces, four ounces. Uh, So if you, even if you're like on your lunch break and I'm just like, I'll have a little beer Um, or there's no like getting somebody's attention. There's no waiting in line. Your beer is gone. You just stand up and get more.
0: Is this a different kind of like beer and wine license to be able to do this? To be a, like a self serve beer? No, it's just it's just the straight. Uh, like what a, is it? Forty one? Yeah, the forty one. Yeah, it's like the adult shakies up in here. You make a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> like a sixteen beers. Yeah, down yeah, down yeah. The whole oh, thing. I'm gonna have them all, brother. Uh, would you do? Would you? Would you have this beer wall in all of your concepts? Considering the ex- how expensive
1: it is to just install it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, what's the payback on it? Like how long is it going to take to pay that off? It's, um, I asked because it needed some maintenance and stuff. When we moved in, it wasn't all perfectly working. So the guys that installed it, I had them come and rework some of the stuff. And I asked them, I go, what did they spend on this? He goes, this is about a hundred thousand dollars. And it looks like a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I saw the walk-in and uh, there's like little fucking iPads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's uh, a company
0: called I does it does it are their local, um, is this i've never have you seen this before ever? you've seen it before yeah. what, in Culver city pittsburgh. pittsburgh i've never seen it in california i think they're big like san diego area uh, um, i can see that
1: and yeah i mean there's they're they're installing them all the time they're in high demand these this this company um yeah i
0: think it uh i don't know it it it, it makes for a different experience 100% i think it's like cool cuz it's like You got counter service but this the beer wall thing definitely adds like a a a different kind of overall atmosphere and experience to the whole thing i mean it's still very family friendly here right and i think this beer wall is very family friendly too uh it's very cool i've never seen it yeah i think you know when people
1: come and they don't know that it's here um like they just happen to be here for the pizza or somebody said, go check them out or whatever. And then they see this and they're like, wait, what is that? And so, you know, I I think eventually it'll become its own draw. Yeah. Um, And we have people that come and just drink. They don't even eat our pizza. Well, there's a lot to drink here. Yeah. Which is, which is great because I'm not, you know, working on brewing beer or, you
0: know, the the inputs to that is, is way less. Yeah. I mean, I've, if somebody had their kid's birthday party here and I saw this wall, I would be pretty stoked. I'd be like, yeah, they picked a good spot here. Yeah. I think
1: we're, we're kid friendly
0: and adult friendly. Yeah. Um, you talked about a business plan. Um, a lot of people I talk to have never done a business plan. Uh, they don't really, you know, know exactly what a business plan is for or mm-hmm. when it's for, do you have any advice on, on that process? For sure. Or, uh, you know, like where to go to look at a good business plan? Um,
1: I mean, I'd be happy to send anybody my business there plan. There we go. Um, I think it's a very personal thing. And I think that the business plan more than anything else is not for, I mean, obviously it's for raising money or, or interesting investors. But I think first, first of all, it's, it's for you and putting your vision on paper and deciding, you know, what's the vibe or what's the concept? What are the colors? What are the, what is the logo gonna look like? And, and all these like critical thing, things that I think a lot of people put off and like, it'll figure itself out or we'll get it when we're opening when there's no time for that. Um, It's for me, it's it's just the foundational step. And yeah, you need to crunch the numbers. And I have like a really good, like restaurant calculator where you can just put in all your inputs, like what's the rent, what's the utilities, how much do you think your payroll is going to be? How many people do you think you're going to see on a Tuesday night? Um, and it'll put it for the year and you go, well, this either works or it doesn't work, you know? So it's, um, for as passionate as people are, the numbers don't lie. Um, and you could maybe be doing the best thing, but if your business isn't making any money, you're not going to last. And, and so if you're passionate and you have something that you want to share, you got to make sure that you can put that in a format where you can be around and share it with people. So yeah. that's the whole point.
0: Yeah. I feel like that part of the business plan though, uh, like projections and like all the numbers part is like what people get kind of like flustered on because they're like, oh, I don't know these numbers yet. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's important probably if you're out there making a business plan is you just kind of. You fly by the seat of your pants. You kind of be honest with yourself. Yes. Uh, but I would underestimate rather than overestimate your funds at the beginning. Totally. Well, and everything costs twice what you thought it did anyways. Yeah. Unless
1: it's you and you get into a space like this.
0: <laughs> you crazy man. I know. Well, I mean, we still
1: spent a good amount of money, you know, like, you know, just to get a, a sign on the front of the building. It's like, well, there's $7,000. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yep. geez, really? Like...
0: Well, uh, with, with your with your branding, uh, first of all, why, why is it called Fat Lip? I thought he either loves some 41 or he, <laughs> like Souls of Mischief and Hieroglyphics. That's Fat Lip, right? The rapper? Uh, no, uh, Farside. Farside. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I've met him multiple times. He's a wild guy. I, I bet. Yes. Um,
1: no, Fat Lip. Uh, actually, my wife came up with, uh, we were going around with a million names um, Pizza Cult. Uh, raised by wolves, you know, just like wild stuff. And we're kind of out there on names anyways. Um, But she's like, well, you know, the edge of the pizza is called like cornichone in in Italian. And she's like, how would we put that in English? And I go, well, it's just the fat lip on the outside. And she's like, that's it, fat lip. And, you know, out of it, you got two words that are easy to spell. Um, Like people looking you up online are not going to punch in fat lip wrong you know like they'll they'll find you yeah uh so there's 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 a few dimensions to it but really it's it's just that that bigger thicker crust on our round that we do um and that was um you know in my mind i guess it's kind of a a cross between like new york style and neapolitan but not not neapolitan like quick cook wet just like big crust yeah something to hold on to yeah yeah so that's that's where we started. And that's that's uh, pretty much where it is now. Who who did the branding? We hired a company out of LA, they're called Iris, which is E-Y-E-R-U-S. Um, they came by a friend um, that has a bunch of restaurants in Manhattan Beach. Um, chef David LaFreb, uh, amazing chef. Uh, Charlie Trotters alumni, that's where my wife met him. Um, and we were, you know, it was lockdown, and we're like, you know, got the name figured out and kind of the the branding and what we wanted. And we love the way his stuff looks. All his stuff is, is so sharp and so they do all his branding. Um, and we're like, well, hey, who do you use? And he put us in touch. And I think it was a, a stroke of luck that it was during the pandemic and that they were slow. There wasn't a lot of work that they would even take us on because we we're we're small potatoes. They're doing stuff for Disney, Pixar. Were you still in the truck at this point? The truck wasn't even well. The truck was in the driveway, but it wasn't okay. Done. So yet. You,
0: you're you're just cooking pizzas out of the Coleman at this point. Yes. Okay.
1: And and just like envisioning this this brand and this process and how we're going to get it. And it was solely truck at that time. Um, and so we hired them, and they t- turns out that they're kind of like about my same age and kind of ex BMX bikers and um. Their stuff is like edgy, which we kind of liked. Um, And we're like, hey, we kind of want it to be like skate punk rock, but like family friendly. So like, not like watered down, but like, you know, punk light, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so uh, we gave them the name and we had a a long phone conversation and they're like, we get it, we love you guys. I think we see it. They came back two weeks later with um, the logo, uh, all of like, so the hallways, like, you know, all of these like little Yeah, you know, all that's, that's cool. That's how that's like all that here. all that little stuff. Your they did favorite. all of that and we said, we're like, okay, no revisions. We love it all. And that was oh, it. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. We're like, it's perfect. They came up with the colors, the gray, uh, and the yellow. Um, yeah, they they killed it. And you know, we were really fortunate to have gotten to work with them. I went back with them when we added the beer component, we had to change the logo from fat-lipped pizza to fat-lipped pizza and beer. And I went back and she's like, I love you. We're busy. We're too busy. We can't do that. She's like, we have a, a guy that used to work for us.
0: He'll do it. Cheaper than us too. Yeah. And so now he's our guy. Of Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Cheaper is great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, well, I love the branding. I love the simple, like the, the font they did, the fat lip pizza and beer. Uh, when Steve took off his shirt to take a picture of Steve Dolinsky, like you're, it just like, it it pops the yellow on the black. He's like, what the fuck is fat lip? (laughs) Uh, And Steve's like, oh, you gotta check them out. And then randomly we saw each other at the uh, Petromale pizza convention last Friday. I I
1: don't even know how, um, LOL Caesars. David
0: did. David,
1: yeah. uh, We just started DMing for whatever reason. He goes, hey, uh, there's gonna be a lot of LA pizza guys at this pop up, you should be there. And I was like, it was like the night before, like 10 o'clock. And so I'm like, all right, well, I got to find coverage. I'm going to go do it Um, because, you know, I'm on a bit of an island out here, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There isn't a pizza, like a Corona pizza community of guys, you know? Um, So when I can meet people and and network and then we can, you know, throw ideas off of each other and, um, you know, just kind of rap about the business. I feel like it's really valuable for me just so that I'm not on an Island and I'm not oblivious to what other guys are doing or, or what, you know, what's happening.
0: Yeah. No, I, listen, I've, I'm a huge believer in all of that. I think I didn't even know, I thought I was just going to show up there with Sean from secret pizza, LA and like, we we're going to eat some petromale And, but there was like fucking 15 of us there. It was a uh, good turnout there. Well,
1: did David, I, I feel like he kind of orchestrated that whole
0: thing anyways. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 But I didn't, I just didn't know. I was like, anyways, uh, it is really important. I think to have that community, I think that, that in the last year in my career alone, having built friendships with people in LA and being able to like hit people up for certain things, ask questions, maybe complain about a Yelp review or like, what the fuck is this? Like, Mm -hmm. are you dealing with this same thing has been like really nice because I don't know. I never had a mentor. Uh, in pizza or in cooking, really, mm-hmm. that you could just like kind of lean on and it's like all these all, I've been in the game for a long time, but like you know i've I just opened up a brand new restaurant, and yeah. everyone's you go through the same shit, yeah, you know yeah, and it's real nice to have somebody to cry on your shoulder when people are being mean well, and I think what i've seen from
1: like just the pizza community is that it's not like the this ego driven chef community that I was a part of where like people won't tell you what type of flour they're using or who they're getting this from or all these secrets. Everyone's like, oh no, I use this. This is my hydration. Um, have you dealt with that? Or who's your box guy? You know, you gotta check out my box guy. And like, it's, it's completely different
0: than more of a
1: competitive
0: chef world. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. Or really any other industry. There's like no, there's no real big flex out there. You just, no, because, everyone gets together and like has, a, I mean, like, dude, it's all, we're all using the same shit, you know, it's like flour, water, yeast, whatever it is. And everyone's well, going to do it different.
1: Yeah. And, and, and most guys are are still slinging out their own pizzas, you know? So everybody knows the grind Yeah, and it's not like, uh, my grind is harder or better than yours. I know that you're in the grind too. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, we're kind of, I don't know, like pizza soldiers or something like that. You know, it's just like. There is no, like, huge flex about it. It's it's just like, this is kind of what we do. Yeah. And if you need something or, like, your mixer breaks and you need to use my mixer, come on down. Just bring it. You know, like... no. Yeah, smoke. or like,
0: my mixer broke. Like, do you have a fucking mixer guy? You know, it's yes, like... Exactly. Yes, exactly. Who's like, your Hobart like, I, yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. And, and those are, like, the saving graces because it's like, the, that's not an easy thing to find on Google. No, no. Um, but that was fun. And Petromale's Pizza is as good as David... It's amazing. Said it was. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to uh, this this competition across the street. Sure. How were you welcomed into this, this community knowing that uh, the cream of the crop is across right. the street from you?
1: Well, unfortunately, I didn't know because I, I don't live here in Corona. Can you give me a background, too, of this restaurant? Sure. So Lamp Post Pizza is across the street. Uh, they actually where this uh, apartment complex sits now used to be, I think a Sears and like a Montgomery ward. And then it became rest in peace. Yeah. And then it became a swap meet. And then, and I think that lamppost was actually here on this side of the street. Uh, They probably built that building um, and moved across the street and they've been doing their Corona pizza since like 1974 or something like that. And I know they have a couple other shops dotted around Southern California here. They do.
0: They have multiple uh, yes. uh
1: but I know that in Corona it's lamppost. And uh because it's like multi-generational now. You know, so if you were in the 80s and you had your your birthday party there, now you're taking your kids there. Um and it's you know it's it's a it's also counter service. Um they have like one side of it that's kind of more brewery bar ish. Um but then you know it's a lot of TVs and a lot of families and and uh they're packed all the time. Yeah. Um, people said, uh, you have some balls, uh, opening a pizza restaurant across the street from Lamp post. And I like, well, number one, it was a pizza restaurant before, so I'm just moving in. Yeah. Number two, I didn't know. Um, and I think the gist of it is, is that, uh, we just do different pizza than them. So, um, if, if you're a fan of that, stay there, you know, like eat their pizza. Uh, if you're into what we're doing here, then now we're here. We're another option. You know, and I think there's room for everybody. Um, I mean, God, pizza is just like so in demand. And then now with kind of the kind of the new pizza movement, um, people being excited about pizza and talking about pizza or watching pizza reviews online, or you know, having a, a sourdough starter at in, in their house, you know, like messing around with that during COVID. I think it, the whole thing just went somewhere. I've never seen it before.
0: Yeah. Your story is, is very popular. You're yeah. not the only yeah. one, you know what I mean? I and t- I, and I, I thought I, I was, I think, I, think, <laughs> I think out of like the 34 guests we've had probably like uh, 10, maybe, you know, uh, uh, over 20%, yeah. 30% of, of our guests have been like, they started in the pandemic you know and now they they're full blown have careers in in the pizza industry yeah um it's just like kind of a crazy it's crazy for me to think that like this thing happened and like there was an explosion you know i call it the renaissance of the pizza community because it's this the story is very popular and it's still happening it's not even like yeah. the the pandemic we're going to talk to uh, a couple of people that are still like in pop-up phases or have just been popping up for like the, the last six months. Mm. You know, it's just, it also happened. Like, it, it's funny cause you didn't even mention like an uni or a rock box. Like there's just so many different ways now that yep. you can kind of do mobile pizza. Um, whereas like, I don't think it was that easy to for, for pizza to be like a street food. Right. Like even, uh, you know, five, six
1: years ago. Yeah, I mean, I I know the the only one that I had ever heard of, um, and I, I don't remember his name, but it's the, it's in L.A. and he had basically a stone, dome in the bed of a pickup truck, um,
0: uh, the guy in the parking lot in L.A. Yes, what's his guy? What's his name, dude? He's his pizzas are fucking insane. He like he's been doing it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, Emilio's. Or yes, something like something that. Like they that. did like vice or somebody did like a whole thing on a huge thing yeah Yeah.
1: and i looked at that and i was like damn dude like he's just doing that like you know like and crushing yeah and crushing it can't be that hard and so um yeah i mean i don't know the business model of pizza the ability to get it in a truck on the street um you know and not be just like another taco place or a fusion place or a uh, mac and cheese and i not, not, I'm not knocking those guys like, cause the food truck community is another community too. Right. Yeah. Um, but I almost never saw pizza. And so yeah. I it was like, I want to do a pizza truck, you know? Um, and that
0: vice, uh, I watched that and I was like, oh, I can do that. Like that was like during the pandemic too.
1: Yeah, but he'd been doing it for a few years already. Yeah, no,
0: he's he he'd been out there in that parking lot. They he actually got shut down and had to. I yeah, he had yeah, to go through uh, uh, health, uh, and, health get a, and get a truck. Uh, some fucking narcs out That's there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that is that was a super inspiring story though. Like him doing dough in like that back house and that spiral mixer and yes. like a laundry room yes. and like it's like yo, this guy's fucking doing it. The way yep. they were like moving around that huge ass oven on the truck bed. Um, yeah, and it didn't break. Yeah, and that's inspiring stuff, though. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of these situations are still inspiring other people to to do things. Uh, I mean, in LA, the pizza scene has exploded. It's obviously. it's amazing. Um, and I mean, it must be nice, really, though, to only have an, one other pizzeria here. Yeah, I and it'd was... be so it's so different. You know what I mean? Completely like, different. Like you're gonna go you're gonna go over there for. For a certain thing, yeah, you're gonna come over here for another thing, yep. It's the same, it's it's dough, sauce, and cheese, but done in such a different way, different ways.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's one more on the south end of town, um, and I think you know that they're pretty popular too. But you know, all the other pizza in town is just the Little the CDs. chains, yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of whatever stuff. So this is a this is like in an apartment complex. Yeah, so we have three floors above us of residents. Um, And then there's a building across the street and a building across the street that way. So within walking distance is a thousand apartments. So I don't know how many residents that is, but we
0: definitely have regulars. A lot of regulars. I was going to say, I mean, that makes people love convenience. And so like being able to like just come downstairs, grab a beer and a slice. Do you see that like that's like the anchor here is this apartment complex?
1: Mm, I mean, so we have... A decent amount of restaurants right here just in the complex yeah and i think that you know the the good thing is that nobody is in competition with each other it's actually in the least so we have a taco place uh there's a like a steamed seafood like a kick and crab uh there's a pho place um what am i missing
0: there's ice cream there's burgers um you literally never have to leave the parking lot yeah you could, you could move in here yeah just well, become the whale. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, um, yeah, it's very convenient for the residents. Um, I definitely see people in here multiple times a week. I see people in here in pajamas and slippers. Um, Why
0: get dressed? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just like, and, and, you know, we're like, we know most of them by name. Yeah. Um, we know what they're having uh, before they even walk up to the counter. Um, sometimes they call it in and just pick it up. Other times they stay and have a beer. Um, but then, you know, after that we have, I would say a decent number of regulars that don't live here. Uh, but the awesome thing is I see new faces all the time. So that means that people are obviously talking about us and telling other people to go check them out. Um, because it's, this is kind of novel for Corona. Like this wouldn't be that novel in LA. Um, but Corona that, you know, is kind of sleepy, basically lights are out in this town by eight nine o'clock uh we close early um but i think to have you know kind of a um number one a mom and pop shop that i hope is pretty polished and 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 like kind of ready to go um people are into it because everything out here is you know it's all chains
0: yeah i did see a lot of targets driving in yeah a lot of targets which shout out target yeah that's what was I gonna say? Do you have to deal with third-party delivery out here? We do. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a lot of your business? You know, it's
1: becoming more and more. It wasn't at first. I think it's hard to show up on a platform like that and and be noticed. Uh, like literally, if you were going to DoorDash, you'd have to look for us to find us. Um, I think that we're popping up more and more uh, because I see you know how much more of the business that's becoming. Um, And I, I'll be honest, I think it's great. Um, We take the hit slightly. We're on like one of the lower tier kind of price plans. So it makes your radius smaller. Um, You don't pop up on stuff. Um, But for what it is, it's better than standing around and doing nothing. Yeah. You know, if, if it's, and it gets busy at weird times, you know, it's like three o'clock on a Tuesday and we're like shift change and like kind of wiping down and stuff. And then you know, just tickets start popping up for DoorDash or, or Grubhub or whatever. And you're like, oh, great. We're cleaning up and shift changing, but we're making money too, yeah. you know? Because it's not a constant flow through the door. Yeah. Um, I would say through the door is like mealtimes. It's lunch, boom, dinner, boom,
0: you know? When you guys opened up, did you have like a marketing plan of like how to get your name out there?
1: Not really. I mean, I've done like, before it was Instagram, uh, it was kind of more PR So you'd hire a company that would like, you know, try to get like a San Francisco Chronicle review or, um, you know, enough people talking about it. But now it feels like, well, and at the time I didn't, I don't know, we spent a lot of money on that and I don't think that it really did much for us. Um, But that was like 2008, 2009. Um, And now I think we had already made a little bit of a name for ourselves in Temecula Mm -hmm. with the food truck. We we're trying to figure out how to translate that up here and i think a lot of it was just instagram um and actually having you know some food influencers come uh you know just they do their reel they do they post it you know i think one of those reels that we hired somebody to do got like i don't know like 250,000 views
0: well i got to stop you cuz i think you had uh reina is crazy yes in here yes did you reach out to her to come? i did
1: but that was before she had blown up because i just noticed i just saw a, um, an article
0: new york something just featured her i don't remember um well, she came in and fucking crushed your your yes what we just ate we, we all had one slice of she she killed that in 15 minutes she did an 18 inch uh, cheese pizza she
1: did nine and a half minutes
0: yeah Yeah. And then she,
1: my, my initial thought with that was let me get somebody in her who actually is a professional eater and let's design a challenge with them. That's realistic. The thing I hate about food challenges is that they're just unrealistic and nobody beats it. Nobody wins. You know, it's like, you have to dangle the carrot, you know, like, um, so she told me, she's like, okay, 15 minutes for a normal person, I think is a great time. Um, if they're competitive eaters, you should ask that they do it in less than 10. Um, and we had one guy in here that did it in three and a half minutes. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Is there a video of that? Yeah. Disgusting. It was gross. Uh, but he had this... Dude, what the He had this fuck? jaw. Like, it was like, like yeah. a huge triangle. I mean, the guy just... Like the dude, like fucking Thanos came in here <laughs> yes. and fucking ate a pizza in yeah. three and a half minutes? Yeah, he smashed it. And uh, yeah, so uh, I would say on that... It's about 50, 50, 50% of the people that try it, get it done yeah. and 50% don't, which I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, you know? Cause the deal is, is like, if you, if you win, you don't pay, you know? And if you don't, you just pay and that's it. And it's like, you know, so kill a, a whole cheese and, um, and is it two pints of beer or three pints? No, two pints of beer. Um, the beer is usually the challenge for most people. Actually the challenge, people are like, that's not that much food. And you're like, yeah, I know it's not, but it's a lot of chewing. And, and you get tired yeah. real quick if yeah. you're not doing it. So um, that's usually what gets
0: people is the chewing.
1: Fuck, dude.
0: So did you when did you hire anybody else to come in or did you do any other influence No, I reached out that, like, that, like uh, you know,
1: if I find somebody that's like really um, kind of killing it, especially locally, like uh, there's uh, only in the IE. Uh, he's on Instagram. He came and did a reel for us and... I don't know how specific you want me to be. Um, me? Yeah. Well,
0: I just want to know, like, like, well, because I was thinking of like what we paid him and then what we noticed in the sales. Oh my, well, that's what I want to know. And I want to know about Raina too, because like, this is, I think, I don't, I'm not afraid to ask like how much you paid for something. Okay. But, okay. And, I, and But it's just up to you if you want to, if you want to tell us all. Sure. Because we're all wondering. Sure. You know,
1: I mean, uh, Raina was very reasonable. I don't remember. I think. It was less than $200. Okay. Um, only in the IE. We gave him 500 bucks for the reel. Um, and then he collab posted it with us. It got damn near 300,000 views. And I think it turned into like $20,000 worth of revenue. I shit you not. From the month that that wasn't posted to the next month. Huge difference. And that's crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh Me, personally, like, I've always had a hard time, like, swallowing my pride and reaching out to an influencer because it's hard to find, like, one that maybe you really respect, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. Raina eats, or Raina is crazy. Like, I've watched, I'll watch that. And I've never, I've never heard of Only in the IE. But I imagine, like, if you're paying him 500 bucks, like, this dude, is he only food guy? Like, one of the main food guys for the Inland Empire. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like that's just kind of like where you put marketing dollars now. Yeah. Like if you're going to Yelp and Google are only going to like in that, that doesn't even get you sales. You know, I guess you just want to be careful of like, and only, only in the IE that's like you you can, that's regional. Like that's right in yes, your neighborhood. Yes. You know that like, you're not just going to get some Instagram followers sure. and a, like one or two people trickle in. You're right. You're, you've gotten an influencer. Well yeah, and we have people that come in and they go, Oh, we saw you on TikTok. We saw
1: you um, we saw the this video that this guy posts, or this or that, or um, so it, it works. Yeah. I know it works. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mr. Biggs is the other one. He um, he posted us right after we opened and it and everyone's came in, we saw you on Mr. Biggs, we saw you on Mr. Biggs, you know, it's like, um, you know, so people follow that stuff. And yeah. and it's for people that maybe Uh, aren't in the know it's a way to know of what's happening what's coming up
0: you know what's different or might be interesting well of course and i think that like that's really like that's how people are finding out about places these days you know you're i i still do use yelp but i wouldn't say that like maybe some of my younger employees use yelp they'll Mm. be like have you heard about this spot i saw on tiktok and it's like what's tiktok no i'm just joking but uh you gotta go where where the people are yeah I mean, is this, is this an older community or, or Uh, like you said, there was like a lot lot of people probably commuting. Yeah. I think there's a lot of commuting. Um, I think that it
1: is definitely an older community, but I think that there's a lot of families here too. I mean, like we were talking about how many elementary schools are around here. You said 33, Uh, 33 in like the Norco Corona school district. Um, so there's obviously a lot of little kids here and a lot of families. And, you know, if you drive just a little bit South of here, it's, It's like nice houses and driveways and front yards and, you know, like kind
0: of the picturesque, I don't know, place to raise a family. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I was in Corona was nine years ago. Wow. I was picking up my dog, Kevin. (laughs) He was illegally being bred in a house. Oh, my gosh. He was a purebred Pekingese. Oh, awesome. He's beautiful, but don't judge me. <laughs> i would still do it today do. Uh, can we talk about uh what you did with some of the schools yeah here i thought sure. that was a great idea we talked about it off camera
1: yeah so um you know having lived living in temecula with a daughter that's in elementary school um she'll get these you know free slice things and it's for a place down there and i was like that's a great idea um and so i met with the principal of principals for the school district here and had 3000 flyers printed up. And it just says, thanks for being awesome on it. And so teachers, principals, uh, counselors, whoever can give these out to kids for any reason. And I I didn't put anything on it like, you know, hey, uh, perfect attendance, good citizenship. You picked up that over there, whatever, here's a slice. What it does is it rewards kids for doing the right thing. um, But it also you know, gives them almost like spending money, uh, and they take it home and, uh, all of a sudden you've got a kid in here with a free slice, an adult that probably wants a pizza, a salad, some beer and, and they're, you know, so for that spend, you've got 30, 40 bucks walking in the door. Excuse me.
0: Yeah. And it's also like kind of awesome. What maybe that does for a kid's confidence. And like, it's so exciting I talked about like the book it program with Pizza Hut. It was like so dope to go pick up your, yeah. Once you got all your your stars. Yeah. But it's if you like, you know, praised at school and you go get a fucking sick slice. Yeah. Dad's drinking a couple beers. Yeah, Just to kind of
1: dovetail on that. It kind of puts you in the community, you know? And so whether we want to sports sponsor a sports team or have, you know, youth sports leagues, like come in for their end of the year thing we always try to like make this a place that
0: they can come. Yeah. You know, did you sponsor any teams or anything? Didn't sponsor. Um, I've always like wanted to sponsor like a little league team have it just say hot tongue.
1: Yes. That would be awesome. Yeah. It's um, I think initially when we first opened up and we were getting solicited for that, the cash was just tight. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to, you know, and maybe like next year or something like that, but it's just, um, they ask for a lot of money. You know, it's like, it's not just like a couple hundred bucks. Like if you really want to make an impact, it's like cou- well, is it a couple of G's at least a G. Yeah. Like in, 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 what you get, you know, so you get like a uh, like one of those like vinyl signs, you know, like on the fence at the field or you're yeah, in the yeah, program yeah. or whatever. Um, and I'm like, eh, how many people are really looking at those? You yeah. know, like, yeah, I want to get uniforms for the kids,
0: but is it the bang for the buck, you know? Yeah. I also wanted to ask you uh, how much you paid for your branding. For the branding? The branding package. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, and granted, I think that this is, these are
1: friend prices.
0: Of course. Um, Because we- You don't have to give us the exact number. I would say what you should, what should somebody be prepared to pay Mm, for like like you to be able to give somebody a vision board and they come up with this sick design? Um, I would say that
1: ours, like all in was, I'll give a range, uh, I think it's between like six and $8,000. Yeah. Um, I think obviously there's way cheaper options. Um, I think that you get what you pay for. Um, and you're also asking an artist for you know, a piece of their mind and their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that those things should be done cheaply. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, oh, Canva or ChatGPT or, or these things like you can, I don't know, hire somebody from Thailand or something like that and they work for nothing. And, um, But I don't think we should discount creative people's stuff. You know, I I don't know why, like, I, re- I feel really strongly about that. Um, but I think it's also the... You know, like the nature of pizza, and like you know, putting yourself out there by by opening a restaurant and saying, "Hey, this is my version of this, and this is my the way I think it should be," or this is the music I think we should play, um, or you know, it's this is mine, and and you know, asking hiring someone to do artwork is like that's theirs, you know, and you you pay for
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess like that's just like a good way of looking at anything, especially when you run a business and you run your own business. I think it's easier to think that way. Like you, I, val- I know I probably value more people's time because I know how much time goes into everything that I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people only see a finished product, right? And they think, how hard can that be? Right. Everyone does it, right? you know? I watch reality television. I'm like, I could do that. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. Like we're so stupid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I that what you just said really resonates. I think it's easy, and I I think branding is such an... to me. Branding is an important thing. I like to look at a brand. Yeah. I like to be like, I like the whole package. When you come in here, in your shop, you got the yellow cover. Like the the, the seats are mismatched. You got yep. the you got the hallway. You got the yellow in the kitchen. The plywood. You got a little like honeycomb thing here. Mm-hmm. Like it it all fits together. Yeah. It makes sense. It's like it's it's very thought out well i think you know and you don't always get it on your first shot
1: i think i feel lucky that we kind of nailed it on this first one but the way it is the way it looks the way the pizza is the way it sounds and feels in here um i want it to be repeatable you know because i want another shop or i want five of these shops or 10 of these shops i don't know but um you know it's you've got to be able to repeat it and you've got to be able to be Consistent, And that's actually like one of the biggest compliments that we get is that people come in and they go, it's the same. Every single time I come, I go, thank you. Like, yeah, because here, yeah. Cause that's what we're going for. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, I don't want them, people to ever walk away and be like, oh, they're having an off night or just wasn't that great. And then they'll think about you next time. And they're like, "Yeah, you know, it wasn't that great last time. You know, yeah, I used um, to love that spot. Yeah. The last time I used had to it, be a lot yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know the whole thing is, is, there's a million pieces to it, right? Yeah, and it's it's all
0: just um, trying to make it all come together. I just I do feel like with branding and stuff, it being important for like the like the the future play, and like you can still open up a restaurant with minimal branding, and like that could also be part of your vibe, and like none of it matters, and your pizza's so good, and you know it is what it is, mm-hmm. but if you want to grow and you want to be a bigger brand, your branding and the stake that you put down and say, this is what we look like. This is how, this is how things feel like at fat lip. Like this is what we, you know, this is who we are. You kind of get, you walk into your own world. Right. You know, Uh, I think that that's where it's, it's really important The the vision is there. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you can, you can take this concept and you could probably in a certain amount of square footage, slap it down In Chino Hills, yep, you know exactly, or down the street, and it's going to be recognizable. It's going to be easy to know that that's Fat Lip, yeah, you know, because your branding is so strong. Yeah, and I think you know, going back to what you said, where
1: you can go in minimally, and the and the pizza speaks for itself. I I feel like though, that's like getting struck by lightning, right? Mm -hmm. Like that when that happens for somebody that like has a I don't give a shit attitude. but they make it, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, yes, you've, you've been blessed or something. hundred Um, and I'm not going to roll the dice on getting struck by lightning. I'm going to put every effort in that I can to make it look like I give a shit and it's polished and clean and that the
0: bathrooms are clean and nice bathrooms. (laughs) Very nice bathroom. I like it has like the little handles so you don't have to touch the seat. I was like, yo, this (laughs) thing's fucking sick. I need this at home.
1: You know, so, um, no, I mean, it's I'm just trying to give myself every advantage that I can, yeah, you know, and and that's like you know, if that's hiring an influencer and and swallowing my pride or something like that, like who cares dude if 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 I'm not my biggest cheerleader, then who is yeah,
0: no listen i I agree with that, you know it's like a conversation like this, this is what happens. I have these conversations with people, and like i I get to hear your story, and then you you tell me this, and then like I pretty much probably go home, I talk to my wife, I'm like. I think we should use influencers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it just like it's 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 interesting that you know sometimes I just have to hear it from somebody else, and yeah. it, it's not about. It also sounds like you did some research in that in that aspect, and and it really worked out for you. Yeah, I mean, have you used jumping back into that? Did you use anyone other besides those two influencers? Uh, I
1: think we used yeah one other that was also very like local, like Inland Empire. Um, and I think that that one was good because, um, it wasn't quite the same result, but it's one of those reels that still like six months, eight months later keeps getting likes. So I don't know if it just, he pops up, he hit the right algorithm on it or whatever. And people are watching it. Uh, but it's buried on our, on our page. It's like, so cool. Do you you, you repost those things? uh Uh, I I've never reposted. Like I try to keep it fresh. Um, and like try not to use the same music. I do a lot of my own like little reels. Do because... you do you run your own Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I feel like you can set a vibe through an Instagram, like an account. Um, and you know, if I'm using, you know, like, like Wu-Tang Clan or uh, you know, an oddball like uh, beat from something and it's just over pictures of pizza, I'm like, well, that's, that's us. That's our vibe. You know, like, you know, um, so not only do I want people to see like what we're doing, I kind of want them to get who we are. Yeah, exactly. Would you ever hire your Instagram out? Well, the great thing, well, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'm taking on a partner, um, this spring. Oh. Oh shit. Okay. That's right. And, um, It's funny because this was a guy that I worked with at Hog Island in San Francisco. And I would say very close to like a few months before the pandemic even happened, me and him were like, let's do a pizza shop in SF. We're gonna go out in the sunset. He lived in the Outer Richmond or something like that. Um, And we had looked at a few spots and we had developed a business plan and um, we're going for it. But then obviously COVID changed everything. Um, We ended up moving down here. They ended up moving to Portland and um because at the it's kind of a long story, but um at the time they were just a single couple. Um and they're like Portland sounds like fun, you know?
0: Yeah, they were wrong.
1: Well, as soon as they got there, (laughs) she got pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. So they're still up there. Um, they're in their daughter is now like, you know, one and a half or something like that. And I told him a few months ago, I said, you know. I go, cause we talk about the business all the time. Um, I go, I'd be lying if I didn't want you to come and help me run it. And I think I just put the pin in right at the right spot. And he just, he came back maybe a few months later and he goes, you know, me and Angela have been talking about it and I think we're going to move down there and help you run the shop. And I'm like, awesome, bring it. So he's coming. Um, she for her job does um, social media. So she's gonna
0: run it. <laughs> Got it. Well, so, that's real nice. Yeah, so. Um, Cause those, they're like, they're like a G to $2,000 a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's crazy. I mean, is is he just gonna buy equity into the company and that's how you're gonna do it? Yeah, yeah, he's, um, well. Is there like moves for like expansion right away or?
1: Not right away. Okay. Um, we, by him coming, um, I'll be able to do more stuff um, other than just running the oven, um, and, you know, doing payroll and whatever else. Um, cause he's like, he's good at the stuff that I'm bad at and I'm good at the stuff he's bad That's at. That's what you want, right? Yeah. And so, um, I think we're probably just going to have him learn this shop for a solid year, um, and keep our eyes open and try and expand what we're doing here. We're also going to run the truck way more. Um, I want to get the truck out maybe like four days a week. Um, just have like regular brewery stops or like cannabis shops or whatever, you know, like, um, and yeah, so it's, it's basically to do more with what we already have Mm -hmm. and then think about the second location. If you could open up
0: anywhere right now, where would it be? Well, I'm living in Temecula right now. So it'd be Temecula. It would be Temecula. Outside of Temecula then, because you already said that. Outside of
1: Temecula, um... I, I would more want to move into like pizza deserts than places that are flush with pizza. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of like interesting stuff in Orange, uh, like Orange County, um, and it, not even far from here, like like Rancho. Like, why not put a, a spot in Rancho Cucamonga? You know, like um, yeah, because you know, I think the further out you get out here, it's, it's more of the rubber stamp, just copy paste, um, type shops. Yeah. You know,
0: no, I agree. That's great advice. I don't think that's said enough too. I think it's like, so I talked to somebody recently on the phone about like they've, uh, in New Jersey, in this downtown area in the city that they, a spot opened up but it was like twice as, twice as expensive as the second generation that's like in like a, but much smaller area but it's mm. like you know family mm-hmm. there's nothing nothing there single family homes blah, blah blah and i was like dude stay the fuck away from the, the downtown location yeah and i don't think enough people say that like you think that it's location 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 and to me i'm learning especially after talking to multiple people and finding out uh you know what's really hitting is you you go where there's where there's nothing yeah and and you your success rate's going to be much higher even if like there's a shit ton of people in I in Silver Lake where mm. Hot Tongues at, there's so many restaurants yeah. and so many choices. So many options. And so much like so many good pizzerias. It's a great area. There's there's a ton, there there's a ton of people, but there right. is so much choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people struggle with choice. You know they what do. I'm saying? They, they really do. do. People don't even want that many choices.
1: No, and that that actually so two points. Um, one, I think it's it's easy to be a a big fish in a small pond right so you know go make your splash where there, there isn't much yeah you know it's it's easier because you're like the only competition you know like well your competition is Domino's and pizza Hut and all those other ones but when it comes down to it it's it's completely different it's kind of the the keep it simple stupid model, yeah. right Yeah, i'm terrible at so, that um you know like for instance with our menu um it's very small it's you know we've got the six varieties of slices that we have in the case, which are kind of our signatures. Um, And, and it rotates every day on the one. So there's a variety at least there, Um, but there's only two sizes. There's an 18 inch round and a 12 inch square. They're the same dough ball, the same recipe. Um, And then we do like wings, meatballs, and two salads and people come in, they go, oh, you don't have mozzarella sticks or you don't have sandwiches or why don't you have pasta? And I'm like, no. No, none of that. Like, why would, why would we do a bunch of things mediocre when we can do a few things pretty well? You know, you you don't go to uh, In-N-Out and ask for a chicken sandwich uh, or uh, iced coffee or something, you know, like. Yeah. Like, say, give me that double, double. Exactly. It's like, I don't know when this, like this McDonald's thing where like now, you know, it's the all day gigantic menu with all these coffees and all this just garbage. You're like, how could you even make that work? Like. From a logistics standpoint, in a kitchen with all these materials and or all these supplies and all these different recipes, it's like no, dude, do a few things right, um, and and they'll come. Like you never see, don't see a line in and out, yeah. right? Yeah,
0: like, wherever you're at, yeah. There's there's like <laughs> there's cars wrapped around the the building, yeah. And they and they do three things, yeah. And they do them they do them well, yeah.
1: And I think that more businesses are going that way. I see more things moving that way where it's like this is just our single concept and we're sticking to it and and fuck everything else yeah you know like what am i gonna do bring a fryer in here and make mozzarella sticks for what
0: yeah kiss i was looking at like keep it simple stupid you know yeah i like i and i i printed out a picture of kiss and i think that like that's really like Maybe that how, the, I the underst- <laughs> how I understood that though, instead of like actually keeping it simple, yes. I like fully got into costume, put up, put on makeup and nice. like, I went the exact opposite away. I uh-huh. never, sh- I never should have printed that picture out. Uh, anyways, keep it simple, stupid. That is great advice. And I
1: think that that for somebody that is a little bit more, um, inexperienced or naive in the business or like has a vision of like doing something, um, it's very important to edit your thoughts um, because you want to accomplish a lot and tackle the world and do everything and do it all beautifully. Um, but it's just, it's not practical. And and you're going to make yourself crazy. Um, and there's always room for expansion. Do a few things to start
0: yeah. and master those. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to do more, do more. Well, I think we should end it there because that's great advice. <laughs> uh, and I got to. Uh, oh, actually, real quick, sure. I think we should talk about this honey that I was gifted. Yes, you make your own hot honey. We do in house. Yes, you want to tell us a little bit about this? Absolutely. So, um,
1: obviously, we were turned on by uh, Mike's hot honey, uh, but it wasn't the first time I'd seen honey on pizza. The first time was uh, at a place in Colorado, in Idaho, in Idaho Springs. It's called Bojo's it's, their style is Colorado mountain pie, but it has this massive whole wheat crust on it. And there's, you know, literally like honey bears on the table. And you knew that you just ate the pizza and saved all the crust for the end and split it open and and slathered it with honey. It's like a sopa pia. Um, and- When so, was that? So that was in like elementary school. So that was like late eighties, early nineties. Okay. Um, it, was a, it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, obviously reminded of honey on pizza by Mike's, um, but thought that, well, if we're going to take that concept, we have to do it ourselves. Obviously, um, so we do a fermented um, habanero hot sauce, uh, which is the base for a few of our other recipes here, um, and then it's it's just that hot sauce blended with uh, some vinegar and honey, and so it gives it kind of this uh, almost sweet and sour quality. Um, I never wanted it to be too cloying or too sweet or too spicy or too vinegary. So I think it kind of hits the middle. Um, and, it's definitely well balanced. And people, they're shocked. They're like, they didn't think that honey goes on pizza or this or that or, um, so we're kind of, we're basically we're all in on the honey concept. <laughs> like I know it for, for, you know, by this time, you know as opposed to a few years ago when it was kind of still a secret uh now it seems almost cliche or ubiquitous um but i'm sticking with it
0: Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah hell yeah uh well it's delicious i had some and they put the same kind of habanero mix in the the ranch. The hot ranch was so we do hot too.
1: ranch, and then we do one of the flavors for wings is habanero, and it's all the same base recipe.
0: Also, if you're ever out here in Corona, you better stop by because this man is a psychopath and gives out ranch for free. It's all free. He's though. making us. He's making us all look bad. I'm charging ranch for free. I'm charging two dollars for that shit. Damn. Yeah, they're like, but you know what? We did ten grand in ranch sides. Shit. Yes. That's it's a really to, good it's argument. It's time to start charging for that ranch. <laughs> it's fire too. Uh, anyways, free ranch, dude. That's hard. To, that This day and age, that is, a, that is hard to beat. Um, okay, so the most important question. What is, or who is the greatest artist or band of all time oh, to you? Jesus.
1: Oh man. Okay, as a group, I don't think anybody's better than Wu Tang Clan. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, as an artist, you kind of um, got Wu Tang colors too. That was part of it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The black and gold. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and the, the Killer Bees. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. 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 So. Fuck. <laughs> it's all coming together, yeah. dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: dude. Enter the Wu, son. Woo. Yeah. That's part of it. Okay. It's part of it. I, mean, it. I love it.
1: I'm a huge Wu head. I've seen him like 40, 50 times. Oh, that's like, awesome. Yeah. yeah um as uh, as an artist i think the rizza is the best the beats the rhymes just spitting bars man like, yes oh my yeah. great producer yeah i i just saw um raekwon and, and the jizza like two weeks ago um in la and it was just like yeah you know i lost my voice for like three days and i was sore i'm not as young as i used to be but <laughs> you know so like i don't know they're, they're the,
0: best. They're the best take your 10 year old to that show no, no, she stayed home. Not, she. Have you, ever, uh, but have you she, ever tried to get her to like listen to she some does Wu-Tang? and
1: and she she definitely thinks Wu-Tang is for the babies and also that there ain't nothing to fuck with. So, nice, yeah. okay, yeah. and
0: she's respect. Yeah, respect. She knows what time it is. She does. Okay, <laughs> uh, where do we go to get in contact with you to uh, to to get all your recipes Gosh, and anything? So and website
1: uh, is Fat lit Pizza dot com, all one word. Um, there's, uh, the, the email is info at fatlit com The IG is fatlit pizza all one word. Um, I respond to everything. Email is probably the best DMS are easy. Um, but like I said, if we're, you know, if I'm sending you PDFs or
0: something like that, just email me. Okay. Wonderful, dude. I think we might have to do some kind of like uh, merch collaboration because Fat Lip and Hot, and Hot Tongue, Tongue like know. there's, that's there's gotta be something there. Well,
1: where did you get the name?
0: Uh, Hot Tongue was like the last band, this, I don't even know if you could call it that, that I was ever in. It was like the last music project wow. before I basically was like, nope, I'm fucking done with this. And we recorded like one drunken album. And, uh, and, uh, but that name came from, uh, you know, Langer's Deli? Yes. Langer's Deli had a, like a, a, a tongue dish. sandwich. A, yeah it had a hot tongue side awesome. dish awesome yes which was cow tongue and i yeah made, and it, the at the time it was, but it was, it was an all was, vegan restaurant so it was kind of like oh, funny to name oh shit okay yeah 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 so hot tongue was named it. after, after cow, tongue. cow tongue yes yeah. was it like a pastrami style or i listen i we didn't need it okay but we That's just cool. were like what the fuck is hot tongue and i was like it's a great band name <laughs> dude all right thank you for your time dude, I appreciate he's about it. to have his employee uh party people are about to get lit up in here yeah have some fun four o'clock is gonna be a good time yeah appreciate your time thank you for the pizza no you're welcome this was rad thank you i appreciate it yeah thank you dude awesome